Hey, this is the Village Church Counseling Podcast. My name is Justin Waller. I'm a registered therapeutic counselor, and with me is... Dr. Josh Cruz, registered psychologist and pastor of counseling at Village Church. The purpose of our podcast today is to help foster a greater understanding of the topics we discuss and give a few takeaways that will be helpful for your life. Today, we're talking about emotional health. I think we all have a better understanding of what we're talking about when we say we're going to be talking about physical health today. Mm -hmm. Emotional is a little bit more confusing, harder to understand, and maybe that's just because because emotions can be all over the place and it's harder to interpret and understand where they're coming from, why they're coming up. So Josh, I'm wondering if you have a a kind of a general definition for what emotional health actually is. It includes like an overall uh, wellness, what we think, what we feel and do through the ups and downs, everything that we go through life. Um, Essentially, it's being able to manage and accept feelings through challenges and change. So it's that underneath the surface of how are we doing on the inside. And yeah, I think emotions are harder to like put our thumb on or define or understand. So especially because typically men find a way to suppress emotions. They're very cognitive or they can be. And so it's harder to deep dive into the way we're feeling and why we're feeling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think culture can perpetuate that. Um, Yeah, men and even sometimes women too, whether it's like, Uh, whether it's trauma or uh, other difficulties, just that going down below the surface into what's happening inside, like what's going on under the hood, so to speak. And so part of emotional health is then making sure we're taking care of those basics. Uh, Mm. So as we talk about these, it can be both an assessment of how am I doing, but then also a bit of a, so what can I do in order to manage this well? Uh, This topic's come up a lot and I've had the opportunity to speak on it in uh, different spheres just because people want to know, especially in light of uh, what COVID has brought to the table, how are we doing? I'm not feeling great. How do I know if I'm emotionally healthy? And because it's hard to define, like we talked about, or even even put our finger on it, then for all I know, I'm I'm in burnout right now, or I'm doing great. I just, I don't know. So can we actually talk about it to figure out what that looks like? And so that's what we want to do. We want to talk about what what it looks like, and then also what can we do in it and through it. Sounds like it's really easy to jump into not being or not paying attention to our emotional health because uh, we just make ourselves busy. And that's what I think a lot of people have gone to during this time of COVID is that like, we're just like, okay, we're gonna hyper schedule everything or we're just gonna absolutely do nothing but Mm -hmm. not think about anything either. Mm -hmm. And so we're using all of these different ways of coping to just get ourselves through the day. and possibly even sleeping more so that we don't really have to worry about our emotional state. Mm -hmm. And so this would be, it's almost like you're taking the car in, check engine lights coming up, and we're going to do a bit of a system check here. It starts with, uh, like if you do a Psych 101 class, they'll uh, talk about the major spheres of bio, psycho, social. So biological, psychological, sociological, different spheres that then uh, make up aspects of our psyche and our functioning. And then um, I don't throw in there, but I think it's just as important or foundational, our spirituality, like our relationship with Jesus in the midst of that. Totally. So when you talk about the basics, it really does come down to just our body. Like, how are we doing? Are are we sleeping well? How many hours of sleep do you need? And are you getting that? What about rest? Rest happens then throughout the day. Are you slowing down at different points? Don't have an Apple Watch, you do. Um, but then it like, uh, I'm not jealous. I, just, <laughs> I don't just need one. It's need just one. a fact. <laughs> yeah. Just stating a fact. But you're, correct me, but doesn't it every once in a while, like, get up, take a deep breath. Yeah, it um, tells me to stand, tells me to breathe. Yeah, kind of bossy. Yeah. But it can be good reminders for some of the things that we need to do. So oh, yeah. 
go for a walk. Stand-up exercise can be huge. And I don't say this as a guilt sort of thing, but especially if you're stressed or anxious, like we carry tension in our body. And if we don't uh, express that, if we don't have an outlet for it, it'll then show up and we can really tense up and our muscles can get tight. We can throw our back out of alignment, uh, pain or crick in the neck, all of that too. And then there are the, the positive endorphins that come from, from exercise uh, and, and engagement. Um, I've never walked more in my life, I think, in light of then having some of the restrictions around uh, what we can do and what we can't do. But I've felt great as oh, yeah. a result of it. Or if I know that I'm going to do a speaking thing or even podcast thing, then I, I'll usually go for a walk or a run just to get a little bit of that tension out. Um, mm-hmm. And my emotional health is better as a result. Nutrition, diet, that's huge. Like what we eat impacts um, just even how, how our body responds. Like, I mean, look at uh, Thanksgiving time or even Christmas time. If you eat a big fat turkey or part of a turkey, uh, the, the tryptophan in that, like it leads to your body starting to slow down or eat a bunch of sugar, like mm-hmm. feed your kids a bunch of sugar and see, see how they respond. Like it impacts our mood, um, totally. our emotions in that. So make sure that you're taking in good, healthy food. Yeah. And do you think it just like, it just impacts your body biologically or is it, uh, there's also an element of what are you telling yourself while you're eating that stuff? Maybe you're going to McDonald's all the time and you just keeps telling yourself, oh man, I'm undisciplined. I don't have any willpower to eat something better. So you could be really belittling yourself in the moment. Yes. Yeah. It would spill over into that. Yeah. That psychological aspect of how you're treating yourself and what does it say about me? And right. yeah, I should have stopped. Oh, I thought I wasn't going to snack tonight and, or I'm taking great care of my body. I'm exercising. I'm getting rest. Um, I'm, I'm eating well. Well, like there can be such a, an uplifting, um, even just how we treat ourselves in the midst of that. Yeah. And then uh, for body, uh, the last thing that comes to mind is around just relaxation and breathing. There's something powerful about taking a deep breath. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it, it allows some of that tension to come out. It allows us to slow down. It allows our brains to process uh, to a greater extent. The more emotionally unhealthy we are, the more angst we're feeling um, or numbness we're feeling, our brain isn't then firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not at optimal health there. But if we can slow down, down to the moment, and have regular rhythms of, of relaxation, stretching, Oh, a calm can start to come in. It's funny when when sometimes working with people that have anxiety, typically counselors will step into working with breathing exercises. It's kind of almost laughed at, right? It's like, really? We're going to work on our breathing? We have so much information in this world and this is the thing that you're leading me to? Mm-hmm. But I think we very often forget if we stop breathing, <laughs> you know, it, it is the basis of everything, right? It's, a, it's at the base of everything. And so, yeah, if that's something that we can actually pay attention to, it's going to be really helpful for us. It's one of the foundational pillars of what we need to work on in practice. Yeah. And you get that oxygen to to your brain, just that life. Like we'll do that even just regulating and counseling. If somebody's coming in and they're quite distressed, Mm -hmm. we have to watch that we don't ride that train, so to speak. But it's like, oh, I can see how anxious you are right now. And oh. And then we're slowing our own breathing down because we can regulate or call it co-regulation of each other. What are we doing? Why not just, yeah, no, 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 I know this is so anxiety provoking and tell me more, tell me, tell, tell me more. Well, no, because then we're not functioning in an emotionally healthy place. We're actually trying to get some of that grounding coming down and deep breaths can help us do that. 
yep. which then directly impacts our, our psyche or uh, mentally, emotionally. And we need to tune into these factors. So what are we thinking? Like, what are we telling ourselves? And is it healthy thinking? Like, uh, think of yourself as uh, we have a relationship with us. And so how are we coaching ourselves? What sort of messages are there? So let's say it's, you know, I went to McDonald's and like, I like poutine. Uh, that's my like guilty pleasure sort of yeah. thing. If I have a good hardworking what day. Do you, what do you tell yourself after you're done eating the poutine? You did a great job today and you yeah. deserve this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if I go back for another round um, or the next day, <laughs> yeah, then the, the the coach on my shoulder. Sometimes yeah, you like, definitely oh, didn't you deserve this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it can go, it can get down and dark. But yeah, how are we talking to ourselves? Because that then impacts that next level mm. of what we're feeling. Yeah. And and this is like you're saying earlier, it can be so foreign for for us if we weren't raised that way. How does that make you feel? Why is that the big therapy question? Because we don't talk like that typically. Yeah. What were you thinking? What did you do? Sure. But no, how did that make you feel? What's happening? And one of the best tools I've found is the, it's an emotion wheel. I think Plutchik, uh, if you just Google emotional wheel, you'll find it. And it gives you words. Like, I don't know what I'm feeling. Okay, let's have a look at this wheel. Right. And, and so do you sit with clients and they don't know what they're feeling. And then they look at this and they're able to identify like three or four different words that fit. It's like, no, you do know. You just didn't have the vocabulary for right. it. And as Daniel Siegel talks about name it to tame it, the more we can put words to it, the more in control and the more we can manage it. And it actually can bring the intensity down and help us identify what we need to do about it. Yeah. I was angry. I think there, there an injustice was done. Do I need to set a boundary? I'm, I'm sad um, or I'm lonely. Maybe I need to reach out to somebody else. Yeah. Like this, it's a great pool of resource there. I might be putting you on the spot here, but what are the basic emotions in that wheel? And this can look different, but they talk about happy, glad, sad, mad, uh, some of those. Uh, I mean, a disgust can then be in there, some of those core ones. Okay. Anger, they talk about being a secondary emotion. Sometimes there can be pure anger, like that was wrong. That was an injustice. Right. But more often than not, it's the tip of the iceberg because there are other emotions um, going more on. More like a frustration. Uh, yeah, which could then be a lower, like there's enraged all the way down to a little bit irked and frustration right. can be in the midst of that. Sadness, loneliness, pain, um, okay. yeah, a lot of those. And then you can build out to get into nuanced yeah. uh, descriptors of that. I've seen one of the wheels of emotion where it actually looks like there's probably around 50 to 60 words on there. Mm -hmm. Like there's actually so uh, a huge vocabulary for this. Mm -hmm. And it helps us organize it, understand it, and work with it. Don't have the vocabulary. It just shows up. And how are you feeling? Not I don't good. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then what do you do with that, right? Uh, and then, yeah, spiritually. So uh, yeah, the biologically, psychologically, spiritually in there is, how am I doing? How connected am I, my relationship with Jesus? Um, am I going to the source? Especially if we're in an emotionally unhealthy place, then we need to be filling up. Like we've got access to the Holy Spirit who can do immeasurably more than we can think or ask. Mm -hmm. And so are we coming back to the source? And so I notice that if I'm feeling emotionally unhealthy or off or taxed, man, my quiet time where I sit down, I slow down, part of it's taking deep breaths, but then, hey God, I'm here with you. Um, I need you. Open the word, uh, just yeah, read. If you've never read the Bible, just even open the book of John and just pick a chapter Just start at the beginning. And okay, God, Speak to me. I need you right now. Prayer. We then pour out the things that are going on in our heart and our mind then towards him. Worship's huge. Like So my combo is I'll sit down, I'll have worship music going while I read a passage from the Bible, asking God to, to speak to me, minister to me, give me wisdom uh, for whatever it is that goes into that day. 
Um, and then from there, there's a fueling to go forward. And then the last piece is that social part of relationships. So we can't do this on our own. We need to support all of this in relationships. Do you have people checking in of, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't know how emotionally healthy we are, but others might say, hey, Justin, you're not, you're not looking so great or don't seem to be doing well. Or a more caring. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I'm noticing this, this. Usually your spouse can be pretty good about letting you know those things or like a good close friend or sometimes parents as well. They're yeah. like, but then sometimes it's just even saying, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Um, but if, that, if this is you, which it is, then how do I then reach out in that sort of way? Am I doing life with people that can actually lift me up hmm. and support me and encourage me? And I can talk about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, uh, what's going on in my life. And then lastly, be a student of yourself. Now we can, like we're talking about some objective things that you can do, but that's going to look different depending on what actually refuels you. Like I like to do, I'll do a weekend run and I'll put a podcast on and I enjoy it. Like it refuels me. I come back, I feel like a million bucks. Mm. Um, Just all this energy then comes. I accomplish something, the endorphins, the tension release. It's just such a good exercise for me. Others, they'll go for a bike ride and they'll do tons of kilometers and it's uh, it's powerful for them or reading or... um, uh, took up the ukulele. I'm not musical at all. I think I played drums in high school. And what I mean is I would hit a drum um, every once in a while. Um, (laughs) But I picked up a ukulele because it was like, hey, I'll try this. It's fun. And I enjoy it. That's a good grounding uh, exercise for me. And but figure out what works for you. What are the things that add a little to your tank um, yeah. and or um, take a little bit of the stress out of your tank so that you can then manage life the best way that you can. Totally. And then set good boundaries around these things. Make sure you're doing these things regularly. And that's where others can come in to even check in, not come down on you, but hey, how you been doing with uh, sleep? Or how's that going with you? Or, oh, you mentioned that, uh, when was the last time you played the ukulele or went for a run? Mm-hmm. And we can encourage each other in the midst of it. Or maybe just even be a support of, hey, why don't I go for a run with you next time? Or we could do a jam session. I wouldn't actually want to do that, but <laughs> yeah. maybe somebody would. <laughs> we can pull out our ukuleles and sound horrible together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I think this has been really helpful. Get back to the basics. And that has to do with biopsychosocial, spiritual, and then checking in with yourself. And when I say check in with yourself, it reminds me of this thing that I've seen in some younger grade classrooms where they have everyone walk into the classroom at the beginning of the day and they actually move their name or their circle or their piece mm-hmm. onto a face that has an emotional you know, like expression on it, right? And I think as adults, we just need to do that a little bit more mm-hmm. um, because often we go through the entire day just having no idea. We get through, we get to the end of the day and we come home and we unload all of our stuff and it's just like, blah, I don't know what's going on, but I just need to escape from something. And so, yeah, that's all we're asking. Uh, and we hope that you can take some time to do that this week. Check in with yourself and uh, be understanding of where you're at in that moment. Thank you for joining us today. And like always, we want to hear from you. Give us your feedback, comments, questions, and email those to counseling at thisisvillagechurch.com. Thanks for joining us.